Hi everyone, my name is Aisa and welcome to Seek to Speak's Women with Words special. In conjunction with International Women's Day, I'm super excited to introduce to you some of the amazing ladies in Women with Words, our safe and supportive female speaking club. Here, we will explore themes that have been discussed in past meetings, as well as include audio snippets from past guest speakers and members who have kindly submitted their audio recordings via Google Form. We hope to celebrate the voices and stories of Malaysian women and girls on this special day that celebrates women all over the world. And we hope to empower more women to speak out and share their opinions as well as experiences because they relate to some of the stories shared in this podcast episode. Seek to Speak So in this part one special, we are going to be talking about our ability to speak and express ourselves with confidence, which is one of the few challenges that a lot of people, and in particular women, face in today's world. In 2018, Bizabo, an event company, released the result of a five-year study on gender diversity and inclusion, and the results were staggering. Almost 70% of the 60,000 speakers analyzed from 23 different countries were male. But why is this happening? Our guest speaker, Atik Zaki, from our very first meeting in November 2020 on expectations, has this to say. People who tend to become speakers for companies are those in leadership and there is still a problem with women in leadership positions. There's not enough of us out there. But I think with opportunity, there are two bigger problems that as women, we need to make a conscious effort to um, improve on. And that is creating opportunities and also grabbing the opportunity when we're presented with them. I've worked in three different companies, uh, two in Malaysia, one here, and I've had um, so many um, amazing female managers or like bosses. And although they're really good at their work, they don't want to do anything involving being able to represent the company or building their reputation. They're at that stage where they like what they do, they do it really well, and that's it. And they don't seize any opportunity to speak. So Atik feels that it is twofold. That there are not enough women in leadership positions and those who are in leadership positions are not naturally inclined towards public speaking. I remember that when Atik shared this, it really resonated with me because I myself don't feel confident enough to speak when given the opportunity. If someone were to ask me to speak, the first thought that comes to my mind is, am I good enough? Am I really qualified to give this talk. And according to Atik, who is currently working in Amazon UK and who just graduated from Cambridge, men don't feel this way. I believe that men have a higher tendency of creating those opportunities, going out there and saying, do you want me to speak at your event? Do you want me to share my opinion? I'm actually an expert in this topic. I would love to join your panel. Or if they're offered a panel, they will most likely say yes compared to a woman. And it's not just about how women are less likely to grab these opportunities. According to Hannah, who is a women's aid organization capacity building officer, we don't make enough spaces for our women and girls to be seen and to feel comfortable enough to speak out. In our fourth meeting where we discussed on confidence, this is what Hannah shared. There's, there's actually not a lot of space for women to express their opinions, right? And something that we don't realize, but there's actually a lot of 
unconscious biases that are working against women actively as we just kind of try to express our opinions in daily lives a lot of people are going to second guesses just because we're women so apparently the things we say are less credible you know in actually some stats have shown that in malaysian local news women are like less likely to be considered experts than men and you can see this reflected in a lot of topics that affect women so who's going to know best about it than a woman right and yet they talk to men about it they put men on committees they put men on panels to speak about issues that affect women which to me doesn't make sense at all so the bias is not just internal that women don't feel like they're good enough to speak but externally as well the bias against women goes beyond the public speaking forum The Gender Social Norms Index released by the United Nations Development Program last year found that not a single country in the world can boast gender equality. In Malaysia alone, a whopping 80% of the population have more confidence in men to be political leaders. But does this systematic bias have an impact on the confidence of everyday women? One of our member Alison has this to say. During my degree days, I would be super active, running and taking part in events and meeting new people and talking in front of big crowds. However, ever since I came out to the working world, unfortunately, I lost contacts with friends and I found myself in some unfriendly working environments which led me to retreat to my closed-off self. Speaking on her ability to speak, she said that while she feels confident about her command in English, she feels really afraid to talk about things that she's not very familiar with. I have a constant fear of saying the wrong things at the wrong time or if my message is not effectively relate to the other party. I would say the more I grew up, the lower my confidence is to speak. Looking back, when i was young and naive and did not care what other people's opinion of me were i was more outspoken but as i experienced more of life i found myself being more cautious of what i said and when i said things till this day i'm still struggling with knowing when to say something or when not to say something or what to say or how i would approach a particular conversation sometimes i end up overthinking it and the moment passes and i find that at that point in time it's best just to not say anything at all what elison shared is super relatable there's sometimes when we overthink and we hesitate and then suddenly the moment is over and we realize that maybe it's better to not just say anything and elison is not alone pratiba also feels the same way i think i speak quite eloquently however i do tend to be a little pc um politically correct i want to make sure that what i say is accurate is fact checked is not i'm not spreading false information or like inaccurate information i do get quite caught up on facts and details so i tend to keep my opinions to myself first before just to make sure i gather all my thoughts and facts and then only start speaking sometimes um i used to to be the debate club speakers in debate club back in my a levels and um i definitely got better in delivering my points and coming out with my structures but one thing that did happen though is i developed a big stage fright like a big fear and um what would happen would be like if i mess up i would immediately stop 
like I would freeze and I wouldn't be able to say anything. I wouldn't be able to improvise at certain points. And it was something that I, I still struggle with at this point. So if I mess up, I tend to get really agitated and just freeze, which is quite tough. But um, I'm slowly working on it. But how is confidence obtained? Or more importantly, measured? There's this misconception that confidence can only be derived from achievements as well as success. But Kirtana believes that there doesn't need to be a correlation between these two things. That you are deserving of confidence no matter what. Here she is explaining why. There's so many myths going around confident. What you should, how, that you have to reach the same threshold in order to feel confident about yourself. Um, or that you have to achieve, you ha- you have to have achieved something to be confident about yourself, and so confidence is always very closely tied to what we achieve. So if we've done really good in class, if we're the top student in class, we are allowed to feel confident. Or if we look a certain way, we're allowed to feel confident. But I think confidence is so much more closely tied to our abilities compared to our achievements. I may have only gotten this much of it, or I may not have won, but I'm confident in my ability to become a good student, to become a good athlete. And I'm confident in that I am in a really good place right now and that I will become better confident in what you can do so much as what you have achieved. This sentiment is so powerful because it says that, or it pushes for this idea that you don't have to achieve something in order for you to be deserving of confidence. You can be confident in yourself and your future abilities to work something out, to achieve greater things. And that kind of confidence doesn't stem from achievements, but rather it stems from this recognition that you are deserving of positivity, that you are deserving of confidence. To help us with that, presenter and producer for BFM's The Morning Run, Lynn Mark talks about what helps her. I mean, honestly, it is, um, it's practice because even now, like I was speaking just now and I was shaking, okay? You can't tell. And I felt hot. Um, my, vo- my throat was tightening up and everything. But these are all sensations that I'm familiar with. So you kind of, you learn over time to breathe through it and to pace yourself and not to rush. Because when you are put into a situation where you are nervous, the first thing you want to do is get it over quicker. But that is the enemy of good communication, right? It is when you rush and you trip over yourself and then you just can't get a sentence out and that anxiety builds in your head. And a lot of it is in your head because people won't be able to see or feel the the sensations of, you know, trembling. So the first thing I'll do is I'll set up, I'll stand there and I'm like, okay, we're at 20 seconds in, smile, take a breath, BFM 89.9. And I find that that smile carries me through and I kind of, for me, it helps me to set the tone for the rest of the show, which is a, it's a performance, right? And when things are going wrong around you, things do go wrong. The key thing here is to <laughs> pretend like nothing's wrong and just keep talking. That, that's, that's, really <laughs> that's really my mantra. It's just, I just have to keep the ship 
I just have to keep the ship running. I totally agree with Lynn. I also have a small speaking ritual that I do ever since I was debating in university. That no matter what I was speaking on, I would take a deep breath before I begin, smile to the audience, and nod. While it looks like I'm engaging with the audience, it really is just me giving my brain positive non-verbal cues to tell myself that it would be okay. Just smile and nod. <laughs> Recently, in our seventh meeting on body image, fitfluencer, eco-warrior, and former TV personality, Rina Omar talked about how to deal with negativity as we discuss the team body image. You must have very thick skin and you have to be so sure of yourself and you have to be authentic. And if this is something you really want to do, put yourself out in the public face, you need to be ready. It's not going to be easy. There will be haters out there. But for every hater, there's going to be someone that actually likes you for who you are. So you need to try and always tweak your mind to the positive. There will be messages that will damage your self-esteem. Yes, of course, they will keep like... <laughs> And you just fight back, rhino skin, engage the mode, defense shield, Woo, right? And you have to cover, you have to trust your abilities. Go out there and do it. Hannah, in our fourth meeting, also talked about what we can do to affirm and empower other women and girls when they speak. So it's not just about doing little things that make us feel good about ourselves, but also recognizing that other people may feel the same way as we do and that they also maybe need a little help or encouragement in order to do well. That's why one of some of the values that we try to inculcate in every meeting is to respect, support, as well as engage with each other. Every meeting is so much fun because while the speaker is speaking, we have so many people commenting in the chat box relating to what is said as well as thanking the speaker for sharing their experiences and it's just such a supportive environment and it's so so important to create that support spaces for other women to feel comfortable with speaking out so what's really important is all of us should make space physical space like Aisa is doing right now with this for women to speak and for women to share but also in our daily lives when we see sometimes that women in our lives are not getting the chance to speak, not getting the space to speak, we should try to create opportunity for them to express. So for example, in a conversation where, you know, just we're having a general conversation about a topic and one of our male friends is speaking more, maybe we could do something so simple as to be like, hey, so for example, hey Adila, what do you think about this topic? And that brings Adila into the conversation to allow herself to express more. I think it's really helpful that when we move through life to recognize these kinds of biases that we also have. We also have all these unconscious gender biases because we were raised in this kind of environment and to recognize it and then purposely try to counter it, you know, in with our actions. And finally, I think it, it's really important that when we see women speaking, when we see women given the space to, it's really important to use our words and our actions to affirm that and give them positive reinforcement. I think that's really important because it encourages them to continue to do it and it encourages people who are watching to do the same. Alicia also shares this sentiment because it's also about having a good support system, right? People that will cheer you on when you feel down and don't really have the confidence to do anything. I'm really grateful for the friends that I've met in my life because... I'm fortunate to have met very passionate people, people that are passionate about things. And I've I've sort of fed off of them to grow my own self-confidence 
and they they push me to try things that I don't normally do, and I think that is uh, something that I'm I'm proud of because I can say that I had good relationships with these people, and they let me feel more involved in life because uh, I do suffer a little bit from uh, depression and all that connotates, <laughs> but. Having these friends that are uh, confidence-boosting, they're comforting, or, or maybe just having friends that, you know, you can talk about things that interest you, even though I know it doesn't interest them. Because he, uh, when I listen to them talk about things that they're passionate about, I feel happy. And I'm confident in my relationship with them that I know it's the same way they feel uh, about me. Faye Weldon once said, The desire for self-expression afflicts people when they feel there is something of themselves which is not getting true to the outside world. And while we talked about how to be confident, as well as what women can do to better speak up, we never really talked about why it's important to speak up, why it's important to express yourselves in many ways. Here's Pratiba sharing her thoughts on this. It's very important to express yourself because... There's only one of me and everyone has their own stories and backgrounds and it's all different. And I feel like if I don't share my thoughts or my experiences, then people wouldn't know about it. And then I feel like there's just something lacking in the world because, again, it's only one of me. I'm very unique in my own way. And by not saying anything, I'm probably like missing out, give, making someone miss out on the chance to know something about the world they didn't know before. When I express myself, I feel like I'm, I'm letting someone know more about how I think. They may not think the way that I think, and I think that itself is very fascinating. The fact that we all have very different thoughts, but when we come together, we sometimes have the same goals and aspirations. And... I love the fact that sometimes when I say something and someone's like, yes, I also feel that. And it feels like, yes, I'm not alone. So it, it's very somewhat like bonding, somewhat like it feels like I'm I'm sharing a bit of me and like making the world a little better or at least making someone a little bit more open-minded. And Pratiba is absolutely right. While we're all unique and special with our thoughts, we can also relate to each other's experiences, which are pretty much universal. That's what we also hope to do with this episode because we feel that power all the time during our meetings when members connect with each other on such a personal level, even though they've only just met. Another member, Alison, describes the feeling like opening a soda can. Expressing myself feels a lot like opening a can of soda. All that pressure inside, then the moment you open it, all that pressurized carbon dioxide escapes in the air and inside of the can is no longer pressurized. And in that moment, you feel your tension just disappearing with the sound. My can opening moment mostly consists of a good cry, watch a sappy movie, or read a story with a happy ending. Most of the time, that's the trick. But if that or any of my normal methods don't work, I'll take a break, sleep it off, in hopes that the next morning will be a brand new day. In this case, I will tell myself the night before that tomorrow will be a better day, 
you will wake up, feel positive, and be ready to move forward. Then chances are, when I wake up the next morning, I'll feel a lot better about myself. I really love how Alison's idea of expression is a good cry and a positive ritual that makes her feel better because expression does really come in many forms. And our member Kuljit describes it like catching her pet cat. I think it is really important for me to express myself. It feels exactly like putting my runaway pet cat back into its cage. While looking for my cat, I feel tired and unwilling to catch it. However, after I've got my pet cat back into its cage, I feel relieved, happy, and lively. This is exactly the feeling I get when I want to express myself. Despite all of its benefits, a lot of people actually fear speaking up because they think that it would shatter their confidence or they think about failing and being ridiculed. But speaking your truth, talking about your experiences actually helped build your confidence, being validated by your peers when they agree with you or when you get understanding from a loved one after finally having the courage to speak what you've been holding in. And that's such an incredible feeling. Amrit, one of our members, also feel the same way. And this is what she says. I've always had issues with confidence and especially self-confidence. I was never confident about um, speaking up. I was never confident about wearing certain clothes or doing certain things. But ever since my mom forced me into public speaking, into taking public speaking lessons, I've noticed that I have grown so much in terms of confidence it's growing and it's still growing, but I've changed so much since then. Um, I'm wearing clothes that I thought I would never wear. I'm speaking up more about my opinions and my views. And I'm a bit more brave in big crowds now. So that's just amazing to me because... It's something that I thought I could never accomplish. I always thought that I would be an introverted person and just quiet all the time. But little did I know that self-confidence is a journey. And if you're willing to take that step, you can make it. It's a long journey, but it's progress and I'm proud of it. And Amrit is totally right. Our journeys of self-expression and confidence is a long one, but a fulfilling one. Sasha also describes her process of self-confidence and self-expression, how having the right mindset is important in order to get that magic confidence that we all want. Self-confidence is a superpower. Once you start to believe in yourself, magic happens. Growing up, I've often felt insignificant, shy, and at times unworthy to believe that my opinions actually mattered. I didn't think I had any confidence issue because I had the option to just shy away and keep quiet. I was the silent observer and coming from a family of proficient speakers and vocal enthusiasts, everyone was more than happy when I gave them the space to speak instead. I was only made aware of how imperative self-confidence was until my competition started, where I was exposed to speaking on the spur of the moment and getting the attention of those listening to me. 
I had to really step out of my comfort zone and get used to being uncomfortable. Accepting flaws and believing I'm still okay was step number one. I would get by with my way of speaking because day by day, I grew with practice, feeling more empowered. What is often overlooked when it comes to being confident is that it is a process that requires a mindset ready to accept criticism, but at the same time, not take it in too personally. The more I exposed myself, the better I became, and the less critical I was on myself. Similar to Sasha's journey, Alicia also describes her journey of self-expression to be one like climbing a hill. Self-confidence for me is has pretty much been an uphill battle. When it comes to spontaneous things, I stumble a little bit. An analogy that I would say could describe this feeling for me is like trying to climb or heave over some sort of obstacle that's in my way. And uh, with all like uh, my effort and things like that, eventually, hopefully, I'll be able to overcome the, ob- the obstacle, but not with a lot of heaving and with a lot of struggle. And it, But I'd still say that it's worth it because it will become one of the key memories you have when you're looking back at that moment is to know that you have made an effort to take part or made an effort to make yourself be known in that situation. Or at the very least, um, you were able to help someone by putting yourself uh, in the limelight, by putting yourself in a position where people will listen to you. I'm a big advocate for a fake-it-till-you-make-it approach, and that's how I have tackled a lot of the challenges, the, the self-confidence challenges that I've had in my life. And how climbing a hill or doing exercise may feel really hard at first, and even when you're doing it, you feel so much better after, and you actually feel really quite accomplished. Amrit explains how expressing yourself makes you actually feel a lot lighter. The good thing about expressing yourself is that You feel so much better afterwards. You feel lighter as if um, a burden has been lifted off your back. And I also feel that when you express yourself, you're not just limited to talking about your feelings, but but you can also express yourself through music, through maybe painting a picture or putting together a photo grid that resembles your feelings or maybe your thoughts about something. So it's not necessarily um, all about talking about your feelings or your thoughts, but how you want to express it. And you can be fun and creative with it as long as once you've laid it out or heard yourself, you feel lighter and happier and make sure it makes you feel good about yourself so be sure to have confidence in yourself find ways to express yourself in meaningful ways and face your fears through positivity as well as community i would like to encourage 
everyone to speak their truth, to step up and be seen, and to always remember the power of your voice. Don't forget to also check out part two of this special, which is entitled Our Challenges, Strength, and Hopes for Malaysian Women. And if you ever need a safe space to express yourself, check out Women With Words on our Facebook group, My Female Speaking Club. Or join us in our next meeting happening on 13th of March at 3pm on the team Surprise Surprise Expression. We will link the registration form in our show notes. And to celebrate our wonderful members who found the courage to share their opinions through audio snippets for this special, I want all of you to hear who they are and how they chose to describe themselves. Hello, my name is Amrit and I am turning 15 this year, which means that I have PT3. Um, it's tough, but that's okay. Um, I think what keeps me going right now and um, studying is that I've made a list of things that I want to do and see in the future. So every time I think about it or I look at it, it just makes me want to work and study harder because step one of achieving whatever on on that list is excelling in my studies. So that's what keeps me going. Hello, I am Alicia Wong. I am a mass communications graduate from Help University. Hello, um, my name is Pratiba. I am 23 years old and I just graduated from my psychological science degree. Um, so I, I didn't grow up in Malaysia. I was born here, but at the age of four, I, um, I went back, I moved to Brunei and I, and I studied there for my kindergarten, um, O levels, uh, A levels. And then I moved when I was 20 to, um, Malaysia to start my uni here. Hello everyone, my name is Colgin and I'm a 12-year-old Malaysian girl. I'm a prefect in school, a public speaker, and just a normal kid who goes to school on a day-to-day basis. I am very confident with my ability to speak. I've always loved speaking ever since I was a little girl, and I pursued that love by joining classes. Sharing my views is quite easy for me as they're very well respected by my family members and my friends. To me, speaking is no chore and it's just a passion that I have. My name is Alison and I am a master's student studying to become a teacher and I love baking. I think it is super important to be able to express oneself. I believe that keeping all my feelings bottled up inside will just lead to a volcano of eruptions of feelings and emotions. And trust me, this has happened before and it ended badly for everyone. Myself, my friends, my family, and to everyone out there that got the hit of it, I'm so sorry. Hello, I'm Sasha Alfred and I arrived safely into the arms of my family on the 8th of March 2006. Initially, I really believed that all Pisceans were rather reserved, soft, oversensitive, and less likely to voice out. To be frank, outside my direct family circle, I was unfairly labeled as quiet, moody, and more of an introvert. Nope, this did not help my esteem. I've come a long way in my books, 
and I will continue growing, improving and evolving. From the age of five, my parents saw a spark in me that would ignite whenever I spoke about what I believed in or was passionate about. Mum even called it a gift. I joined competitions in school and every little milestone helped me grow a little more. I'm going to be 15 and the more I try, I realize the bigger the shoes I have to fill. As they say, it's not the destination alone, but the journey that counts too. I want to be a speaker and for now, I'm focusing towards securing my pathway and passion of becoming a lawyer and activist for whatever I believe in. I want to be remembered as someone who was not afraid or easily swayed by distractions or situations. With my faults and strengths, I'm a unique package. And whether I fit in or stand out, I want to make a difference. I am different, and that's my difference. <laughs>